Well, many of you may have seen by now, um, I have changed my last name from Dunson to Israel, just like many of those um, else in the community who have awakened to their true identity. I wanted to make a quick sermon on this real quick. I'm not going to keep you long, but I think it's very important for me to at least speak on this to a certain degree, to a manner, because I've been gone for a minute and I apologize for that, but I was in prayer. A little bit was vacation, but most of it I was in prayer. Most of it I was in thought and in understanding. And honestly, if I'm just be honest, I was struggling. I was struggling with the fact of if and how to change my name. Change is hard. Oh God, I don't, I'm preaching already and I don't even know if nobody hear me. Change is hard. It's hard for somebody uh, to just up and just leave or throw away all that they have done in order to follow something new. <laughs> what did God say to renew your mind? Oh, this is finna get good today. I, I, I have to get onto this because there's so many reasons why we as the Israelites, once we find out who we are, uh, black scattered throughout the entire world, the descendants of slave ships, once we find out, I mean, the descendants of slaveries, once we find out truly who we are in the Bible, it's so important that we change our name, that we change our lifestyle, that we renew our mind. And I just want to talk to y'all real quick because I like to consider myself as coming out of the black professional community. You know, I got a you know, few degrees and, you know, I served in the United States military. So I guess you could say I had some accomplishments in this world. Moses, I had some accomplishments in Egypt, in Egypt, Moses, Jacob. That's okay. I mean, uh, Joseph, we'll talk about this some other time, but you know, I had some accomplishments in Egypt. So coming out of the black professional community, it was kind of difficult for me to just just up and just give away, you know, give up my birth name and give and take on the God-given name and take on the God-given identity. But I want to tell you something that when you're all in for something, you go all in. 50 Cent, the rapper, as you guys see, he produces a lot of movies now. Power and um, he, he produces the other one um, about the guy that's in jail too, which I thought was a really good one as well. But in the producing credits, it says Curtis Jackson. I'm going somewhere with this. So I hope you all hear me. When I was in politics and uh, when I voted for Obama the first time and the second time, and then when I turned into a Republican and voted for Trump, if you notice something about people in politics, they change their name when they're from somebody. I seen a woman put Harry Obama. I seen a woman, a woman put I'm for Joe. When you see the Trump supporters, look at their names. They change their name. Uh, Steve for Trump. Lawyers for Trump. God, I'm going somewhere with this because God said that the people who are called by my name make sure in these last days that you change your name for me so that they know. Oh, God, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all give me a minute. I'm trying not to get into the preacher spirit right now because I want y'all to give me a minute. As y'all can see, I wanted to uh, angle my camera, too, so y'all can see my fringes from now on because I have been wearing fringes on all of my clothes. Matter of fact, I'm not even going outside if I don't have them on. And we'll talk about that in a minute because you also change your name when you represent some you also change your name but when you represent some you change your look uh, that's okay i'm gonna talk to y'all about that in a minute but hold on real quick you see some trump supporters you go go look at their they, they descriptions go look at go go look um, not, not just don't just take my word for this you can put in trump supporters the hashtag in instagram or in facebook or in twitter and you can see how many of them their name is changed james for trump steve for trump right or some people call him uh, uh, uh i'm mark trump the black trump supporter right now don't, i'm not picking on the trump supporters i want y'all to see some well um biden the same thing with obama the same thing with hillary the same thing so when you're for something 
you change your name. And as I struggle with whether or not to change my name, to make my name a Hebrew name or not, which is what God called me, God asked me and told me, asked me the question. He said he wanted me to ask y'all the same question. Who or what do you represent? And I said unto him, thy name is Jacob. Come on, somebody. Thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. See, as I, as I, as I, as I said to you before, when I was in politics, and if you've seen even uh, President Obama when he was president and now President Trump, presidents and kings and dignitaries and, uh, oh God, uh, prime ministers, they bestow names on the people. Come on, somebody. You will be my secretary. You will be my advisor. You notice they, they, uh, they, they, they bestow names on the people. That's okay. Y'all don't want to hear this. Um, no longer will you be this, but you will be that. When someone is all in on something... The first thing that you must do is change your name or what you will be called. My nickname for my family, check this out. My whole family, we have these uh, nicknames, right? My cousin, Tyan, we call her Boo. Some people, uh, we got a, a hundreds of them, right? Fufu and all kind of names. But my name uh, is Pimpy Lee, right? And I, and I assume they call me that because when I was a, a little small, I'm talking about a little small child, five years old, two years old, my mom used to dress me in these suits and it kind of stuck. And I know many of y'all said, well, he wearing these suits today. But no, I, I started wearing suits today, mostly in, really in my like, what, my mid twenties, because I wanted to be, I wanted the image of black Americans to be that of an honorable man. That's okay. That to portray a positive image of us, a GQ image of us, a businessman image of us. And that's the reason why I want y'all to see the fringes there. Cause somebody wrote to me and said, Oh, he wearing, he wearing those, uh, the master suit or, or the slave master suits. As if you, as if you wearing a regular cotton shirt, you're not wearing the slave master shirt, right? As if everything, as if we don't have to go to them in need and in want. That's, that's okay. Y'all killing me, right? Like, like what's something that you create that you wearing is something that you didn't go to them for right that, that's okay we, we get in that some other time my, my, my point of talking about this is when you're in all in on something just like you change the image you, what you wear you change your name and your name and your image normally oh come on somebody your name and your image and what you wear normally dignifies and signifies what you represent see murder <laughs> killer mike the golden boy pretty boy floyd uh, 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 money Mayweather. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm saying. The name normally signifies what you represent. Uh, so what, uh, who do you represent? Y'all don't want to get in this with me today. See, uh, go to some people's Instagrams, right? And you can see their name. I got friends. Go to their Instagrams. You can see their name. Sipping Lean G. Uh, uh, Sipping Lean G. Uh, uh, all about your money, uh, Mark. Uh, come on now. The name a lot of times signifies what you represent. But I'm going to go even further with this on you. If you if you want to find out who someone's God is, go look at their name. Uh, when they say that I'm all about the money, that's what they put above all things. When they say that I'm all about the women, Mark, that's what they put above all things. So when you see Leo Israel, God things. See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all don't want to hear this tonight. See, I, I, uh, people put blackjack in their name. I got friends that put colors in their name. That's all right. I know somebody that put a color in it. I ain't going to get into that right now. Listen to this. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves 
pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their name. So if my people who are called by my name, well, wait a minute, what is my name? Right now, I get that right now. Our, our land is being occupied by somebody else. And currently we don't even have no, no land. But God said that if his people who are called by his name, that's okay. We get in that in a minute. Who or what do you represent? See, your name signifies what you represent, what you wear and how you look and how you present yourself signifies what you represent. You ever seen somebody write something to you on Facebook or you see a comment on Facebook or Twitter or one of these things and then you go look at their picture? And especially if you go look through their old pictures, right? Your name will signify what you represent. Who or what do you represent? And I'm, and I'm not getting down on y'all because just yesterday I was in politics. Just yesterday I was in sin. Just yesterday I wasn't following God's laws and commandments. I'm talking about what I'm doing today and how I'm taking my life forward and how you better do the exact same thing because these are the last days in Jacob's trouble. But I want y'all to, I'm, so I'm not condemning you. I'm telling you to change, right? And I'm showing you how I've changed and what I did to change and the steps that I took. One, I went back and erased all my Facebook pictures. I ain't got them all done yet, but I'm finna get those done, right? And then you got to change your name. And then you got to change your look, right? Because what you represent, look, listen to me. I hope y'all understand what I'm saying because when I was a Trump supporter, I did the same thing. When I uh, supported Obama, I did the same thing. When I was in the military, see, this is how I know everything I'm saying is true because when I was in the army, what, what, what's the first thing they do to you in the army? Well, they change your name. You are Private Dunson. And then you go from private to PFC, right? Right, a PFC Dunson, from PFC to specialist, right? From um, specialist Dunson to Sergeant Dunson, right? So the first thing they do is change your name. Then what they do once they change your name? Come on, somebody. Who am I talking to? I, I hope I hope I hope you understand what I'm saying. What's the first thing they do once they change your name? After they change your name, they change your look. Your haircut, they buzz cut all your hair off, get you a military high and tight. From that point on, what they do after that? They change your clothes. That's okay. Y'all don't want to hear what I'm saying. So anyways, do you represent God or Trump? Do you represent God or hip hop? Do you represent God or country? Do you represent God or Kamala Harris? Do you represent God or Joe Biden 2020? What do you represent? What's in people's description and what they're doing with their lives, you can see who their God is. I'm telling y'all this. I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. That, that, that the things that they represent, you know how God, you know how they said in the end, everybody would be judged, right, for their, uh, for their deeds and what they did and what they represented, right? You can go to somebody's Facebook page. I, I'm so serious. They, uh, they Twitter timeline, they uh, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you want to name, and you can see who or what they represent. When I was, I hate to keep going on this tangent about politics, but when I was in politics, a lot of people tried to, uh, you know, they try to toe the line, right? They try to say, no, no, I'm for God. But go look at their page. Go look at their pictures. It don't represent God. I see red, white, and blue. That ain't God. That's America. I, I, I see nothing but Trump or I see nothing but Biden or I see nothing but whatever the hell you got on their filth. I don't see nothing that's representing God. Right. But then you want to tell God in the last days and at the end when you stand before him to be judged that I was for you, Lord. No, you wasn't. Right. No, you wasn't. You was for them. Right. Anyways, let me let me let me let me get off this because I, I want y'all to hear this and hear this good. Listen to this. Uh, numbers uh, 1538. Speak unto the children of Israel and buy them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. Wait a minute. That's it throughout their generations. So that didn't say once we get in Egypt, stop. Right. I'm talking about our America. Stop. I'm not talking about this slavery. I'm he didn't say stop. He said throughout their generations. And then listen to this. And that they put upon the fringes of the borders of a ray band of blue 
and it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look upon it. Look at this for you to look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. So this is for you to be for you to remember to look upon it. So when I see this, I'm supposed to look upon it because, you know, we love ourselves more than anything. Right? That's why I take pictures of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So when you look upon it and see yourselves in the picture, God wants you to look upon it. When you look in the mirror, look upon it. And remember my commandments of the Lord, the, the commandments of the Lord. And listen to this and do them. See, because one thing I'm noticing about this community as I get into it most, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them remember the commandments of the Lord. But do they do them? Go, go, go examine their lives and see if they do them. See, it's one thing to, to, to preach and teach the commandments of the Lord. See, you got to see y'all see me. I got to take time off and actually sit in prayer and actually make sure I'm truly following it. It's one thing to speak it. It's one thing to preach it. It's another thing to walk it, to live it. Right. See, it sounds good. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got the precept upon it. It all sounds good. Go examine their lives, though. And then you will find out that they just some of them just preaching. That's okay. We get that some other time. So, and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. Listen to this. And that ye seek not after your own hearts and on your own eyes, right? Not after which ye to go horn. So that's that. That goes back to me, right? Oh, Leo, you ran for Congress. Leo, you was a sergeant in the army. Leo, you got this degree or that degree or whatever. And this is going to be for y'all too. Y'all that's accountants and nurses and doctors and lawyers and all these, you know, wonderful things that you have become here in Egypt. This goes back to you that you don't go after and you see not after your own heart and your own eyes because, see, it's going to be hard for you to change your name. It's, it's, it's going to be hard, but you're going to struggle with the fight of who God called you to be and who God says you are. I don't think God called you to be, but who God says you are. Uh, see, we ain't going to get into calling right now. Right now, we're talking about who God says you are because God says you are something, right? So, and he said, you are my people, right? So, so, so they calling you one thing at work. They calling you another thing at home in your family. And I'm going to do a whole... God, Lord, help me. I'm going to do a whole sermon on who my family is. And I want to talk about that. I didn't want to get into it because I got into some issues. But I'm going to have to speak about it because the Lord has put it on my heart. But that's a whole other subject. And I got a lot of sermons and a lot of things to invest in y'all, even in with prophecy. But I'm going on a tangent as I normally do. Let me stay on course. Listen to this. Back to Numbers 15 and 38. And ye that seek not after your own heart and your own eyes. And after ye used to go horn. Because you used to go horn after what you wanted. Right? Lusting after what you wanted. That ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God, your God. And I am, hold on, your Lord, which brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. And I am your Lord, right? Not, all, not, not, not the God of everybody in the world. He said that I am, I mean, he goes on and on about how I'm your God. I am your Lord. These are so important. This, this probably won't be one of the most important uh, sermons that I've ever that I've ever preached on but it probably would be looked over but I'm telling you he is your God he is your Lord and he is telling you to do this and this is going to go for so much that I have to talk about it with these end time prophecies so you have to see who you are know who you are <laughs> that's okay we get in that in a minute so listen to this the whole life they told you that Jesus was coming to save somebody right your whole life they say he's coming to save somebody Right. You know, you, you go to the church, you, you've been in church, the Christian church, the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church, whatever church you want to go to. And you've heard your whole life that Jesus is coming to save. Right. We've all heard that. And, and it makes sense. If you think about it, you read the scriptures. Jesus is coming to he a savior. Right. And you hear the black church and the white church saying that. Now, I ask you right now, who needs to be saved? <laughs> if if this God, your God is coming to save somebody, 
to redeem. Remember they say something that some churches say he coming to redeem you. Okay, well, as you look around the TV, just look on your YouTube and your Twitter. Who needs to be redeemed? Who needs to be saved? What people right now on planet Earth, I'm talking about on the face of the earth, whether they're in Britain, France, or America, what people can be shot in the streets by the government and then they have no power, no might to be able to save themselves from that situation. There's not, not another people on the face of the earth who can be killed by their own government with no power to change that situation. We are the only people in that situation. We can be shot by the gang members. We ain't got no power. Who needs to be saved? Who needs to be protected? Who needs to be uh, redeemed? Look at us at how we discriminated against in, in, um, in employment. Who needs to be redeemed? We redlined out of certain neighborhoods, redlined from certain business opportunities and tax incentives. Who needs to be redeemed? Who needs help? Who needs to be saved? That's okay. So y'all look to the Democrat and the Republican Party. And I'm telling y'all, as I've said in, my, in, in many of my um, previous sermons, that I am Mr. Politics myself. I've been in the back halls of Capitol Hill. Your politicians will not save you. God said that no man, no woman, no body will save you. But if my people <laughs> who are called by my name, yes, okay. Listen to this, 2 Chronicles 7, uh, 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble uh, 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 my name, will humble themselves and pray. Look, listen, I told y'all I was just praying. If you would pray, he said, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You got to turn from your wicked ways. So you got to be called by his name, then turn from your wicked ways. And then he said, I will hear from heaven. What is your name? Who or what do you represent? Listen to this. Let me get into this again. Uh, uh, Numbers 15, 38 again the, uh, on the fringes. Speak unto the uh, children of Israel and bid them that they, may make, uh, that they may make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and that they put upon the fringe of the borders of a ray-ban of blue. So they want the, so God said put the fringes on there and then the ray-ban in the border of blue. That's what he said, right? And it shall be unto you for friends that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and that ye may seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which ye used to go horn. I mean, let me pause real quick right there, real quick. Um, because once I learned who I was uh, um, as an Israelite, uh, one of God's chosen people, I want to just go on a little, little small uh, tangent real quick. No one told me how and where to get fringes from. And I, this is so important. I, I have to say this. Because somebody wrote on one of my videos... He got them, you know, whatever suits they said. They some they try to say something derogatory about me wearing the suits. They couldn't see the fringes on the suit, so they was, you know, trying to say, trying to. I think they were trying to correct me, but they were doing it in a derogatory way, right? By demeaning and whatever, you know, how us blacks in Egypt, us blacks in a, a, oppression, how we talk to each other, right? Which God didn't tell us to do that. But I, this is why I want to say this to you: Wouldn't it be better for a person to show someone? where to get fringes placed on their clothing. So just so you understand, this suit didn't come with these fringes. This was my same black suit that y'all have seen me in several times. Now, I got two of them uh, and I got a lot of suits, but I only got two black ones. Um, so I took one of them and I had fringes placed on it. I am going to put the link to where I got the fringes from in my uh, description of this video. And I'll definitely, I'm, I'm gonna try to talk to y'all about where I found it at, but it's a website or an app you can download on your phone called Etsy. E-T-S-Y dot com. E-T 
sy.com and then I, I, I um, searched in fringes, but I found a guy named the house of Jacob. And I, like I said, I'm going to give all his information because he's really, really good at what he does. These fringes are already made. Literally, he already has them already made and you can buy it by the yard. So you could buy one yard from him or two yards from him. And I'm trying to speak slow. So I, cause I want y'all to really get this because I think this is so important. We, uh, I don't, I don't want to keep, keep speaking about this, but the people, some of the people in our community, they're, they're the Pharisees, right? They're so high and mighty that they, that they, when they see you, they come to co correct you or they, they don't even come to correct you. They just come to speak ill, ill of you, right? And won't even tell you how to, how to change, right? They say, you're, you demon, you video about that. Maybe I put that TikTok video in. I, 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 matter of fact, I am going to put it in so y'all can see what, uh, what this guy was talking about. He's not even an Israelite. He was turned off from being an Israelite, but he's a comedian and he, and, and he is Israelite. I'm sorry, but he was turned off from actually following the faith and following who he truly is because of the way that it's presented to many people. And that's why I believe God has called me uh, in this time in these last days too to present it in a different way. But my whole point is this. You can get your fringes on put on your regular clothes. You don't have to buy a shirt already with fringes on it. You go get the clothes you already got out of your out of your closet. This guy fringes, I want to say they cost 15 bucks or 20 bucks. I think it's $15 plus tax. It's 20 bucks for two yards. I, I think I get two yards or three yards. Don't quote me on that. I might get three yards. And what I do is when I get them, I just uh, I, I, I measure up my clothing. Now, I'm not telling you go get a ruler and all that. All I do is wrap the fringe around how, how far my suit is, and then I cut it. And then I take that down to the cleaners and I have them sew it on. And I'm telling you, it costs less than 20 bucks and they sew it on. Boom. Now you got fringes on it. I have it on a bunch of my clothes. I was actually going to bring some of them up to hang them up here so y'all can see. Y'all know I like to wear these. Um, uh, I, I'm more like a high decor type of guy. I like that's the kind of clothing I like to wear suits and, you know, I like to wear ties and I like to wear collar shirts. So I've gotten them placed on a bunch of my collar shirts now, too. Um, a bunch of them. And I even posted a picture of me with, with, with some of them. I don't have it on all my clothing yet because I look. I just came to the truth yesterday, right? I, like I like I always say, I only been in. Well, I've been in the truth for a while, but I like to say I only been in the truth just yesterday. But it is on a lot of my clothing now, and I'm saying that because it's important for us too that when we see another brother and sister, you know, walking in the truth and walking in, because it's also important. There was a scripture that said this, but that when people see you, they see God. Right. And so now you're wearing the garments and you're wearing uh, uh, and you're remembering the commandments of the Lord, your God. And so it's, it's important that you present yourself that way at all times. So we can, I can go on and on and on about that. But uh, I just wanted to stop real quick and say that in the midst of this. And let me let me continue. I don't know why they bring my water with me. Let me continue this real quick, though. Uh, back to Numbers 1538. Um, jumping down. And that ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. So when you see the, when you see the fringes on you and when your brother or sister see the fringes on you, we remember the commandments of the Lord our God. And that's another one. I'm sorry, I'm going on tangents today because I have been gone for a while and there's so much that God has divested, so many prophecies and things he's divested on my heart uh, that he wants me to do and get, and get done quickly. But the commandments of God and the laws and the statutes of God, what are they? What was this, does this mean? You can go look at every single Israelite camp on the face of the planet and none of them has told us what is the commandments of God right what is he talking about what is the statues oh, that's okay I, I, I don't want to get into this so far into this because I'm gonna do video after video after video to try to break this down for us so that we can see it as it's practically lived out today what his commandments what his laws and his statues is but I'm gonna give you just an ex example right now what it is it's the Constitution 
for y'all that are in, that were in politics or that understand politics a little bit, it's the Constitution. The Constitution of the United States of America, along with the, de the, the Declaration of Independence, are the laws of this land. They are the way that you are to conduct yourself while you're in America. If you break the laws of this land of America, then you are supposed to go to jail, right? So you're so the the Constitution tells you what you can't do. And it also tells you what you can do. I'm preaching to somebody. So, for example, it gives you the freedom of speech, the freedom to assembly and protest, the First Amendment that, that, that many are out there exercising in the Black Lives Matter movement, the right to bear arms, your Second Amendment to keep your gun. Um, but it also tells you things that, that you can't do, like the um, uh, Article 1, which describes the power of Congress, and then Article 2, the president, which gives them things that they can do and can't do. I don't have time to go all completely all into this, but I want y'all to say, I want y'all to understand this because that's the same thing that God's laws and commandments do. It's supposed to be things that we can do and we can't do, not just like eating pork and shrimp, but also the way we're supposed to deal with one another, right? Also the way we're supposed to speak to one another, another and um, do business with one another. This is so important. I, I hope y'all hear me and hear me good because I think this is the most important thing about learning that you are an Israelite, learning that you are God's chosen people, but there's not, not a, you can't find the information nowhere about what you're supposed to do. They just want to tell you that, you know, make sure you wear the fringes, uh, make sure you change your name. But then once I do those things, how do I conduct myself? I think that's the most important thing. How do I conduct myself? Look at these fools, right? Look at our people. Look how we conducted ourselves, right? Don't we need to know how to conduct ourselves more than anything? The moral laws more than anything. I don't know. I, I didn't went off a whole tangent. I don't even know what my even <laughs> sermon is about today, right? Let me continue with this, y'all. Uh, so um, the reason we're wearing the fringes. So I'm at Numbers fifteen thirty eight, which is the, which is about the fringes, and God goes on and on into the scripture to say, "And be holy unto your God, and I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt." So that is clear as day that God is a God of a certain people because he said, I brought you out the land of Egypt. Well, it was only a certain people that came out the land of Egypt. So he ain't the God of everybody. If he said, I'm the Lord, your God, who, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, I did not, not the whole world. I brought the land of Egypt. I brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord, your God. This is, this is his scripture, not mine, right? <laughs> this is God's scripture, not mine. You go read it for yourself. So what you wear represents what you believe in. I remember when I used to sag my pants, and I mean, that's, you know, that's 20 years ago, right? But I used to sag my pants when I was in high school. And I remember my Uncle Gary used to try to tell me all the time, boy, pull your pants up. And I honestly felt like back then, I'll tell you, if I pulled my pants up, that I wasn't keeping it real. That I was somehow not being real to what I represented if I pulled my pants up. Because my uncle wanted me to pull them up. I didn't want to because I felt like if I pulled my pants up, that's not being real. Right? That's not real to what I represent. So God said by us putting on the fringes and the borders on our garment... These are a sign, just like when I looked in the mirror and I was sagging my pants, I knew completely what I represented. Just like when I wear a red rag wrapped around my head, I know exactly what I represent. Just like when I wear a blue rag, I know exactly what I represent. Just like when I wear a Make America Great Again hat, I know exactly what I represent. Or if I got an I Am With Her Kamala shirt, I know exactly what I represent. Or, <laughs> come on somebody, God said when you put the fringes on your clothes, you are to remember that it's Him that you represent that is his laws and commandments that you represent i'm preaching to somebody today so his statutes his commandments that's what you represent and it is for you to do them let me finish this out real quick genesis uh, 35 10 and god said unto them thy name is jacob thy name shall not said um said unto him i'm sorry 
Thy, na uh, uh, thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name, listen, Israel. And God said unto him, I am the God, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. Listen to this. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee. And kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I give Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. So that means we the seed after thee. So we will receive our homeland as I keep telling y'all that we are going back. So the land promised to our forefathers, we will have. But he said that a nation and a company shall be of them. Did y'all hear that part? He said, a nation and a company shall be, what he say? A nation and a company shall uh, be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins, and the land which I give Abraham and Isaac unto thee, I will give it into thy seed. After thee will I give the land. Mm, that is so interesting. A nation and a company shall be of them. I Google Webster Dictionary or Google whoever we use it nowadays, right? Because there ain't no dictionary no more. Now it's Google, right? But a nation, listen to what they say a nation is defined as. A large body of people associated with a particular territory that is sufficiently conscious of its unity to seek or to possess a government particularly of their own. This is so important. So we are a large body of people that are associated with a territory. That territory is our homeland, Israel. And check this out. And we should be seeking the United States of America or any other government for legislation that gives us a government of our, that's okay, in our own homeland. Y'all hear what I'm saying? For equality within their nation. We'll never have equality within their nation. We're asking them to give us businesses and land and money within their nation. But God is saying to you that you are a nation. Y'all don't hear me. So listen to this. That needs to be sufficiently conscious of its unity to seek or to possess a government of its own. You will never have equality under a government that is not your own. I hope y'all hear me and hear me good. This is so good tonight that you, you will never have equality, right? That is uh, um, unless you have it under a government that is your own. Now, Every government has a constitution, right? So I just told you what our constitution is. Our constitution is the laws. That's right. I'm gonna, I think I'm, I think I, I, get, I think I get into that. So you are a minority here. Why would the majority ever vote to make the minority equal to them? That is ridiculous. That is literally the definition of insanity. If we were the, the majority, we would never vote. We would never vote for the minority to be equal to us. That's crazy, right? It's, it's insanity, right? So the only thing we should be asking this government for or any government for is to be placed back in our rightful homeland. Check this out. Isaiah 14, 2. The nations will escort Israel and bring it back to its homeland. Then the house of Israel will possess the nations as men service and maid service in the land of the Lord. They will make captives of their captors and rule over their oppressors. So it is prophesied that the nations will escort us back to our homeland. You will create your own constitution using God's statutes, of course. You will be the judges, the police, the business owners, the landowners. Come on, somebody. The owners of manufacturing goods and services. You will own it all. 
But first, we must unite. First, we must be gathered together. And another definition of, of, of nation, listen to this by Google, said this. A large body of people united by a common descent, history, culture, or language inhabiting, listen to this, a particular country or territory. So we are a nation. We, um, we know we were scattered to the four winds of the earth, as the Bible says. We know um, we lost our history, our culture, our language. To be gathered is to remember, to return to our common history, our common culture, our common values and belief system. Then we are united again as a nation. Behold, uh, Jeremiah 32, 37. Behold, I will gather them out of all the countries where I have driven them in my anger, in my fury, and in great wrath. I will bring them back to the place and I will cause them to dwell safely. I will bring them back to their home place and I will cause them to dwell safely. Do you, uh, do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be redeemed? Do you want to be saved? Well, then you must be called by God's name, your name, which is Israel. God understands that we are in Egypt, in the land of our captors. So if you don't have it, then you have grace, right? But don't go buy no Jordans talking about you don't have the money to put fringes on your clothes, right? So uh, um, do you want to represent Gucci? Do you want to represent Nike and Michael or do you want to represent God? Ensure that your whole life in these last days represents who you are. Real quick, I might have to go back up to the top on this one because one of the things that I mentioned that I kind of skipped over and I guess I just, y'all bear with me a little bit. Yeah, I skipped over this just a little bit. Um, a large body of people associated with a particular ter territory that is sufficiently conscious of its unity to seek or to possess a government particularly its own. Or, I'm sorry, procurely its own. So a large group of people who want to possess a government of their own. This is so important in these last days, especially for the people who keep asking me about voting. The biggest problem that we're having in our communities is that we don't have a government of our own. You can't have a government of your own in a nation that's not your own. Look at Atlanta, right, where they have legislators and uh, elected official of our own, but we're not in a land of our own. So you might have some luxuries of having a government official or an elected body official of your own. But look, in Atlanta, we still being shot. In Atlanta, we still being persecuted in the press. You see T.I. and you see uh, some black business owners and you see some black homeowners and you see some things and they say the numbers are really good for black homeowners and black businesses. Yeah, but go over there to uh, well, zone one and zone three. Go over there to some of them zones. You also see some of the poorest people on planet Earth. So it's it's a huge wealth gap disparity between the haves and the have nots of the blacks because we're still under the curses in this land. I want you to understand that so you so y'all can y'all can get that voting. As I mentioned in my video about Kamala Harris, voting is idol worship. And the reason why it's idol worship, it's idol worship. I don't got time to, to break down with scriptures. I gave it to y'all. Go watch the video with Kamala. Uh, but it's it's idol worship. And it, it's not going to it's not going to help us because God said no man will save us. But not just that, I want to give you the practicality, not just that uh, the, the, uh, the Bible says no man will save you, but the practicality 
of, 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 of us living here proves that no man will save us. You have to have, we have to have a government of our own. Marcus Garvey tried to do this. This is what he created, like, uh, the, the black constitution. He created the black flag and the black um, national anthem. That's why they sing, live, live every voice and sing. He was trying to create a black nationality because he understood that we were never going to have true prosperity, true wealth, true freedom, true liberty, right? Until we had a government of our own, a constitution of our own. Well, you can't have a constitution of our own in another nation. We're, we are Jacob and Esau right now in Rebecca's womb. We are two nations in the same womb. That's why that uh, the, uh, white people here in America will vote for reparations for those in Japan and, 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 and in Israel, but they won't vote for them for you here, right? Because we are two nations in the same womb. They're prejudiced against you, right? Because of that, right? And they are the majority, and because they are the majority, like I said, it is not practical for you to ever think that the majority is going to uh, willingly vote to give you the same equality as them. So what you're doing by voting and by wasting your time voting and tweeting and telling us to vote and wanting us to vote, what you're doing by wasting your time is you're worshiping the man, worshiping the, uh, the, the beast in the image of his name. And you're believing in this system that is somehow gonna save you and not believing in God. And God gonna destroy you along with them when he gets here real soon if you don't turn away from that, right? So turn away from that, please. Uh, I wanted to go back on that point real quick just because being a political science major and, and being in politics for so long, I, I get why we believe politics will help us. But let's just take real quick. I, I know I'm going on a, more of a tangent, but the few problems facing our community, the lack of higher education, that, 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 that's one, right? The lack of higher, let's, let's, the, the lack of education, period, right? Even in our uh, uh, basic education, whether elementary school or middle school, whatever, even in those uh, grades and public schools, our kids aren't properly educated, right? So let's just say that we wanted to change that situation. How is that possible? Well, we can build black charter schools, right? We can build uh, um, uh, uh, more black private schools, right? Yeah, that, that could possibly happen, right? We can see some of those things happen, but the, the, the laws, right? So now it goes back to the laws, right? It goes back to voting, right? I'm, I'm gonna get into it so you understand. There's laws that are on charter schools and private schools. They can change those laws anytime they want. They're the majority. Let's say your kids, See, we know this to be true. Y'all just don't know no history. We know this to be true already because when the blacks, when we were already had our private schools and our charter schools back in, uh, in the 60s, I mean, before the 60s, before Brown and Board of Education, before we start going to the white schools, our kids were outperforming the white students. Why do you think they integrated with you? <sighs> this is ridiculous. Why do you think they passed the laws to allow us to integrate in their schools? Right. And you've seen some of them up in arms. Hell no, we don't want them in our schools. Right. You've seen some of them up in arms, but the majority of them voted for you to go to their schools. Why is that? They are the majority, not you. They the majority. They decide what laws will be created in this land. You went and voted for the Civil Rights Act. or I mean, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, uh, you, you voted for the Civil Rights Act or, or, or to help uh, your congressmen. You wanted your congressmen and women to vote for the Civil Rights Act, but they were the majority. They decided if the Civil Rights Act went, and then guess what they did within the last 20 years? They decided to dismantle the Civil Rights Act because they get to vote what the laws of this land are. They are the majority, and as long as they are the majority, they will control this land. Why do you think so many of you are killed by the police? Why do you think there's black-on-black -black crime in our neighborhoods and so many of us are killed um, by each other, right? And, and we know that the CIA and the FBI goes into our neighborhoods and have our, our, our men and our boys 
uh, uh, making the dissemination in between each other to make them kill each other. We know that they cause a lot of that, right? A lot of that ruckus. So why do you think that's happened to keep our numbers low? Why do you think the number one thing that they take from you the moment you get a felony or a, a certain criminal record is the right to vote because we need to keep your majorities low because we are the majority. So as long as you are the, the, the minority here, your net voting won't matter. I don't give a dang if you vote for me, right? It don't matter who you vote for. It won't matter. Why do you think I, I quit? Why do you think I, I was running for Congress? I was going to win. It was going to be a landslide. I was going to win easy. Why would I leave? Because I, I only got into it to help us anyway. And then when I learned, oh, wait a minute, not only will voting never uh, help us because they won't allow it, but, but I mean, um, will never help us. That's one reason. But, but the other thing is they will never even allow that. Even if it ever got to that point, they would make sure that they never even allowed that. So God, I mean, so the definition of a nation says that it's a people who are conscious of who they are and who are looking to have a government of their own. So I do believe that we are waking up to the consciousness of who, are, who we are. But many of us are still stuck in not understanding that we need a government of our own. So, Leo, what do we do in the meantime? I am mean, going to get into a lot of scriptures on that. But what do we do in the meantime? I do want to say this real quick. God is going to move. God is going to move. I have to keep saying this because a lot of times it feels like with politics, when I'm out voting for Kamala or I'm out voting for Trump or I'm out voting for whoever or whatever legislation I'm for, oh, I'm just for abortion. There's some people, oh, I'm just for, I'm just for the cause of shut up. No, you're in politics, right? You're not with God, you're with them, right? But when you're, when you're, when you're out doing that, you feel like you are personally making a change. Like you are personally uh, creating the action yourself. And so you feel like that you are changing the system or you and you and the, you are changing man's system. Right. But I'm telling you, you can't change man's system. He won't let you to do nothing that he won't allow you to do. Right. But, but, but what was I going with that? Oh, but waiting on God seems like I'm doing nothing. Wait, waiting on God seems, um, I don't want to say it almost seems lazy, right at all. Cause it, it seems like nothing is happening. So you're like, Leo, what you want to expect for me to do? So I'm going to just put my fringes on, right? Um, you know, change my name to Israel and follow these arbitrary laws in this book. And then some invisible God that we, that I have never seen is one day just going to come save me and redeem me. <laughs> yes, that's literally what's going to happen, right? And the reason why I'm going into this so detailed, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done already, but I kind of keep talking about this because the invisible God literally and God isn't invisible, but I'm saying that God is everything. God is invisible. He is he he visible. He can be anything he want to be. Right. But the reason why I'm mentioning this is because God has already done more for you than the politicians have done for us. God has already done more for you than you've even done for yourself. So and, and that's facts. Right. Just by you giving you air every day, just by the fact the sun is in the sky or the moon is in the sky. The scars, they fell down on the earth. It just crashed and killed you. Small things that you just take for granted every single day. God did for you, not you, not them. Right. And, I, and I'm mentioning this because I'm not even getting into the big picture things God has given as far as food and provisions and water and all the other things that he's given us. Right. Because they can't even create water. They can't even the, the humans. Can't, we can't even create water. H2O. We have to get it from the river flowing. That's okay. I'm, I'm trying to get into this because uh, I want I, I want to say this because I don't want you to feel like when you're waiting on God, that one, you're doing nothing because you are doing something because the whole point is for you to go gather and wake up other individuals. So they are there with you in the kingdom. And I have to say this real quick, too, because remember when you was when you was a Christian and we were in a Baptist church 
and the, and the pastor used to always say, who will be in heaven because of you? Who will be there because of you? God, that's so good. Ooh, I'm preaching. Right? You a doctor. Or let's say you're a doctor right now, right? Or let's say you, um, you're a lawyer or you're, I don't know, you're in politics or you're whatever the heck you are, right? You, whatever your job is, right? And then you come to this truth of who you are. Will anybody that's in your field that works with you at your job, that works with that labors and does what you do, will they be in the kingdom, meaning our kingdom, because of you? God wants you to wake up people within your influence, right? <laughs> Let the people know around you in your influence who you are, who they are, so that they can be in the kingdom because of you. I'm telling y'all that this is so important that you understand this because when we get there, who will be there because of you? I know I went on a tangent and I'm not even gonna lie y'all. Uh, it's been a long few weeks, but Lord, the, the Lord has been working on me. He has been giving me the strength to continue in this. And I, I never was going anywhere anyway, right? But I, but I will say to y'all that y'all have to understand something. And this is why I'm, I'm so adamant about you actually waking people up because they're going to get rid of me. I'm just, I'm a preacher, right? They're going to get rid of the preach. They own YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. They own it all. So they're going to get rid of me. That's why I tell y'all now, you know, give people the flowers while they can still smell them, right? LeoDunson.com slash donate, right? You want to help this ministry grow? Help me find alternative medias and alternative ways to present this message to other people. Go donate. 20 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you got, 50 bucks, whatever you got, go donate, right? LeoDunson.com slash donate, which I am changing to LeoIsrael.org. And it will, so it will be LeoIsrael.org slash donate real soon. But I, I said all that to say, so you understand that they can kill me. They can get rid of me. But all of us, right? When it's, uh, when it's 144,000 of us with the name Israel, right? And, and we're all in different trades and different fields and different sects of the population. And we're all doing the good work. You don't have to be on YouTube preaching like me, but when you're, when your family and your friends, I was thinking about this and my little cousins, when they see me and they, they keep seeing me, they see, what are those things off your end? You know? And, and so now when they grow up, they're going to remember seeing that you get what I'm saying? So everybody in your influence is going to understand and going to remember seeing this. And I'm telling y'all this because what you represent, what your name is, what you wear, how you look, uh, uh speaks to what you represent. So I, I need y'all to do this. It, it's going to be hard. Like I said, for many of you black professionals, just like myself, it's going to be hard. You have to pray. You have to struggle. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to change your name. You're going to change it back. You're going to wear the fringes one day. The next day you're going to take them off, right? You're going to, it, it's going to, it's going to be, and then eventually you're going to get to the point where you got them on all your clothes. You're going to get to the point where you didn't change everything. Your look, your, what you represent and everybody around you going to understand. You're going to be the lawyer with a last name Israel. Come on, somebody. Somebody, you know what I mean? Car mechanic. Come on, somebody. Construction worker. Uh, all of us. Right. Um, so we're going to know what we represent and we're going to get into the moral laws and many of the civil laws and all the other laws real, uh, uh, real soon. I, and, I, and I'm going to make sure I, I put out more videos quicker and faster. Um, but I'm not going nowhere, guys. I mean, I, I just wanted y'all to, under, to hear what I was saying. But like I said, they will try to limit the preachers because they know we, we're, we're willing to speak. But they can't limit you in your individual field and where you're at and what you're doing. They can't stop you for what you represent. They can't stop me when I'm out in the street for how I look, what my name is and what I represent. Right. So I hope I spoke plainly about that. I went into a lot of tangents. Like I said, I went over um, I went over where to get the fringes. Um, right? I did go over that. Oh, God, let us pray. I have a little prayer that I, I put out for you guys. Let me let us pray. Dear Lord. You God, you already know I'm not a perfect man, so I don't need to say it to you. But I do get up every day and strive to be perfect, as the word says. But without your grace and mercy, 
Lord knows I can't do it. God, allow me to be a vessel and an example to show that your laws are not egregious. That's another thing that I think we, that's a whole scripture on that, but we get into that some other time. But it's a big misconception about our culture, God's statue. Hope that I can, that you give me the strength and understanding and the knowledge, Lord, and the power and really the courage to uh, put out more sermons explaining your laws, your commandments, so that we can learn how to follow them. Right, how to follow your laws and commandments, knowing exactly what they are. Um, Ecclesiastes, I wrote something down. Ecclesiastes ten nineteen says this. Look, a party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money answers everything. I mentioned that in my prayer only to encourage those like myself who were scared uh, to give it all to you, which we should not be because you've given it all to us, right? But that for some reason you never see none of our guys laughing. Right. So it's like I'm becoming Israel. I'm never going to laugh again. Like I'm be pissed off all the time. I'm going to be upset ever, forever. I'm never going to be happy. I'm like, look at all the, the pictures of us. Right. Of, of the camps. You know, we all look sad and upset. And it's like, bro, that don't look like a happy life. It looks miserable. Right. I mean, it looks absolute miserable. Right. But you said that laughter and happiness for wine that you desire laughter for us as your chosen. Oh, God, I, I thank you so much. Um, as we represent you here on earth, even in our last days here in Egypt of, of America. Lord, we seek for your boldness to represent you. We ask for your provisions for those of us to be able to purchase fringes because many of us might not have the provisions. And we ask for your grace, Lord, of those of us who don't have the means, the ability, the finances. We ask for your grace, Lord, as we are still here under the curses and in captivity. But for those of us who can, uh, Lord, we ask for your courage and your your motivation, I guess, to uh, go steadfast quickly and have them placed on our clothes and have our lives changed um, to represent you and not other things. We honor you. We glorify you and only you. In Jesus' name, amen. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiply. To be absent from the body is to be present with God in heaven. God said, in this time, I will show you my chosen people. There is no more need for any arguments, y'all. You cannot. You can come off the street corners from preaching. God said, in this time, I will show you my chosen people. There's no need for us to have no arguments online. There's no need to go back and forth with the comments this time. This time, God said, you will see my power in this day. And all we got is a pair of Jordans and my nice car outside, okay? And that's it. That's it. We should have assets just like they do. They got a whole country with that same amount. So I'm trying to figure out. So that tells that should tell us that it's our decision making. That should tell us that we don't need reparations, but we need reconciliation. We need to start operating our lives as a nation within a nation. See, I'm preaching already, but y'all don't hear me, right? God told Rebecca that there is two nations within your womb. God, even though Jacob and Esau was brothers, they were twin brothers. But God said to them, if there were two nations in your womb. So we are a nation inside of a nation. 
So separate, but equal. See, that's all right. I, I, I'm going to have to quit already. I, I, I can't find nobody in here tonight. Uh, um. God says, observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today so that you may have what? So that you may have strength. Observe, therefore, all the commands that I am giving you today so that you may have strength. So a giant, uh, giant, you must remember that your strength comes from the Lord. Uh, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life, but you must know where your power comes from. Your power is not in your hair. Your power is not in man. Your power is not in your followers. Your power is not in your likes. Ah, I'm preaching. Your power is not in your views, but your power comes from your obedience to God. I'm preaching right now.